Welcome to the Geek to Geek podcast, where it's Mario time. I'm Void, and I'm here without my co-host, Beej, again. He is still resting. He's still resting his jaw, seeing doctors, doing things like that, but I couldn't stay away for super long. I told you I'd probably be back with some solo episodes, so here's one of those, I guess. Uh, today, I am talking a little bit about Mario because Bowser's Fury just came out. So um, it came out alongside the re-release of Super Mario 3D World on Switch because it had come out on Wii U, and there wasn't a big install base there, and so Nintendo decided to re-release it on Switch. And to sweeten the pot, they also added a new Mario game that's like not a fully built out long Mario game. It's almost like an expansion pack, but like a standalone half sequel, half expansion pack called Bowser's Fury. And it's really, really good. So I want to talk about that. But before I do, I wanted to call out that BJ decided that while we are on hiatus here, he's going to go through and pick some classic episodes from the feed and post them on here. He said he might do like a one to two minute intro because he can talk for a little tiny bit of time um, just to say why that he's done that episode. But if he's not feeling up to it, if his jaw won't let him for that week, he said that he will put the why behind it in the show notes. So if you guys see one hit the feed on one of these weeks when we don't have a normal episode and it starts with G2G Classics, that's why it's there. And if you dive into the show notes in your podcast app, you will see why BJ picked it and what he was thinking when he picked it. So I know he already released our very first episode again, which, wow, that was rough to listen to. We sound very different and we have landed on a different cadence. But at the same time, the core of the show was there. So it's kind of interesting to listen back to. Um, but yeah, it's really cool that he's found a way to do that to drop stuff in the feed here while we're on break. So again, you'll probably get another one of those next week as he picks those out. Also, I'm pre-warning you that I asked him not to pick our worst episode ever, and he's threatening to pick our worst episode ever. So if you see the Game of Thrones one hit the feed, know that I do not endorse it, but that he decided to Bigfoot me on it. So that's fine. But there's your pre-warning. Um, all that to say... Mario. Mario's really good. Um, I wanted to talk about Mario. I couldn't stay away. So 3D World, Super Mario 3D World, it's still a fantastic game. It remains my favorite like linear Mario game. You know, there's kind of two types of 3D Mario games. There's the linear ones that are usually level-based and structured. And then there's the non-linear open world games. Think more like uh, Mario 64 or uh, Mario Odyssey, games like that, you know. Um, Super Mario 3D World is my favorite one of the linear like level based games i really really like it but bowser's fury is what stands out to me here because it's it's new right it's a new take on it and i think this is my favorite non-linear mario game my favorite like open world mario game i actually like bowser's fury a lot more than i liked odyssey and it's interesting because it's a semi-open world but also kind of semi-level based, it's somewhere in between the two of them. You know, it has a lot of DNA from the open world 3D Mario games, but it has a lot of DNA from the level based Mario games too. And like a hint of like Breath of the Wild thrown in there too, um, which is kind of interesting. It's, it's cool. You know, they give you, if you, um, there's a bunch of islands and if you go to an island and you like, they're all just open, right? You can walk off the island at any time. You can jump on your, um, plessy your dinosaur and like ride between islands and what when you get to an island you can either just wander in and explore and you can stumble on the objectives or if you go to like kind of the start of the island you can walk through this cat arch and it will tell you what the current objective is right there so again they're kind of levels but they're not right you don't have to stick to the structure of them um you can just ex explore freely and stumble into things or you can go and you can kind of like get the prompt at the beginning of the level and try to do that and it's it's really interesting because 
the length of time that it takes to finish an island um to get one of the cat shines that's what you're trying to get in this game is cat shines it's like it takes more effort than a moon from mario odyssey which those things there were like 800 of them and they were everywhere that you turned around and it felt like you were always stumbling into one um so it's more effort than a moon from mario odyssey but it's less less effort than like a full 3d mario world level it's kind of this really nice middle ground that they've struck and it's almost the perfect balance for me i really like the bite size like chunk that's there it's long enough to be challenging and engaging but also not too long it never overstays its welcome so it was a really good balance for me uh, the game controls a lot like 3D World, which is why they package it alongside it, I'm sure. Um, all of the power-ups, all of the interaction verbs are exactly the same as 3D World. So again, I think that's why it kind of released alongside of it. The world that they did on this one is like very cat-themed. Um, they had the cat power-up from Mario in the Super Mario 3D World, but this one leans into it even more for the theming, and it works. It works for the world that they've put together. But there's also this whole side thing where uh, there's a giant Bowser, so he's almost like a giant kaiju version of Bowser, like a giant monster, and as you progress through the story, you can unlock, oh, it's called a Giga Bell. So it's like a giant Cat Bell instead of your normal power-up. And if you go get the giant Giga Cat Bell as Mario, you turn into a giant Kaiju, like Giga Mauser, or Giga Cat Mario. And it's fantastic. So you have these gigantic monster battles where you're a gigantic Cat Mario and he's a gigantic Bowser. And it's just, it's a ton of fun. Like you can tell that they had fun making this game. The other thing that kind of stuck out to me here are that the... The levels, um, they refresh the levels when you're not looking. So the islands usually have like five-ish cat shines on each one. And you're encouraged to like go to the level and then kind of wander off to another island and then come back to that first island because as you come back they change it they give you more things to do like maybe you'll come back the next time and there'll be like a blue coin challenge or maybe you'll come back the next time and there's new power-ups there that weren't there before that completely change how you interact with that level and it's like these small tweaks where they're not changing the fundamental like geography of that island but they're changing just enough of it to make you interact with it another way and encourage you to revisit it and come back and get all of the shines on the level so it's very smartly done i i was very impressed um each island has a tower that you're trying to fill up by getting cat shines so for the most part you have to get five cat shines per island it's not always that and there's a bunch of standalone ones outside of that too but for the most part and then the other cool thing that was added for this game is bowser jr so Bowser Jr. is your partner in this game, and it's part of the story, and it adds an optional co-op with a second player. So this is a 3D open-world Mario game, but it has a second player. So think kind of along the lines... So think kind of uh, along the lines of like Cappy from like Mario Odyssey, but better than that, like a lot better than that. Um, so the second player controls Bowser Jr. and the first player controls Mario. And so my son and I actually played the entire game that way, or the majority of the game. There's a hundred cat shines in the game, and I would say that probably 80 to 85 of them, my son and I got together playing co-op. So I had a ton of fun with that. Um, I love finding games that I can play with my kids and that we can all enjoy together. And I just, I had such a great time playing almost an entire game with him like that. Like, we had a really good time with it. Um, I, we 100%ed the game. So it was like eight to 10 hours all in, which is not 
Uh, that's not a typical length to 100% a Mario game. Maybe your first playthrough of a Mario game is in that range. But yeah, we like 100% did everything in Bowser's Fury. There's literally nothing left to do. Um, I wish there was more. But what's there is so great. So what I really want coming out of Bowser's Fury is I want Nintendo to use this as a template for the next full Mario game. I want them to take these discrete sections that kind of morph and change over time and encourage you to wander off and come back and revisit and semi-open world, but bite-sized chunks, all the things I've said that I like about this game. I want them to take this as the model, as the template, and migrate it over to an entire full 3D Mario experience. I would love that. Even saying that, I think that this is probably going to be in the running for one of my games of the year. Um, right now, you know, my number one and number two games of the year would be Hitman 3 and then this, Bowser's Fury. Uh, we're only in February, right? We're almost in March. We're almost nearing the end of Q1. But um, I would not be surprised to see this show up on my top five games of the year list at the end of the year. I mean, obviously, it's going to depend what the next 10 months hold here. But I know myself well enough to know that this is going to have a shot to be in the running. And at the very least, it's going to get an honorable mention. Like, I just I love this game so much. It's fantastic. And of course, I have to do some weekly geekery. So before that, don't forget, we are part of a network. We have podcasts, we have streamers, we have the geekery blog, all that and more at geek2geekmedia.com or geek2geekmedia.com slash subscribe to get it sent right to you. And there's the digital magazine, Press Start. That is at patreon.com slash geek2geekcast. BJ is actively working on that. So if you want to see his most up-to-date work and hear from him in one form or another, go check out Press Start, our digital magazine, because that's where he's putting a lot of his time while he can't talk. Um, I do have some geekery, so I'll do some quick hits here. I watched Kong Skull Island, and I don't really watch monster movies very much, but I had a really fun time watching this one with my wife because we kind of like sat there and made fun of it together, but also legitimately enjoyed it at the same time. It was the same kind of thrill that we get from watching like a Jurassic World or Jurassic Park type movie. Um, exact same kind of enjoyment out of Kong Skull Island. I liked it a lot. And I actually think I like this better than the recent Godzilla movies, which I've seen, and those are kind of hit and miss for me. Um, but honestly, it got me really excited for Godzilla versus Kong, which is coming out in like two months here. So the hype level is rising in my household. My wife and I will be watching that one together for sure. I also ended up watching Star Trek Lower Decks, and I put it off for a long time because it was like an animated series. It looked kind of, I didn't know what to expect. I thought it was going to be kitty. I thought it was going to be not good. And I finally got around to watching it and it's good. It's like legitimately good. And it's funny. Like Star Trek Lower Decks might be one of my favorite Star Trek shows now. Um, I, I know it's animated and like that felt like such a huge hurdle to get over for Star Trek, but it's really well done. Um, you know, the bridge crew is there and they're kind of doing the typical Star Trek missions, but they're in the background. Like the focus is on the ensigns that are on the lower decks and it's all about the ensigns. And it's so good at using Star Trek tropes for humor and it's not afraid to make fun of the universe that it's set in, but it does it in such a loving way that you can't help but like enjoy it at the same time. So yeah, I finished all of Star Trek Lower Decks and it definitely gets a thumbs up from me, which I'm surprised to be saying that, but I stand by it. Uh, I've also been picking away at some Apple Arcade games. Um, I played Spire Blast, which is uh, an Apple Arcade puzzle game. It's this kind of physics matching game where a tower is built out of a bunch of blocks and then you can shoot colored circles at it or colored spheres at it and it will like make those blocks fall apart and then the tower falls down. So 
it's kind of a destruction game, but like a puzzle destruction game. Um, it reminds me a little bit of that Steven Spielberg game for the Wii, the one where, and I'm not even going to remember what it's called off the top of my head, but it's way better than that. And it's on your phone and it's t- touch controls instead of the motion controls of the Wii. And yeah, I like it a lot. So it's kind of like a bubble shooter, but it's 3D and with physics. And yeah, if you guys ever pick up Apple Arcade again or subscribe for a month, check out Spire Blast because it's surprisingly good. Um, I also played the Project Triangle Strategy demo, and that came out of the latest Nintendo Direct. Um, it's a one of their one of Square Enix's, I think they call it their 2D HD series. So it's kind of similar to um, Octopath Traveler, where it's like high res, but it's 2D low res sprites in a high res environment. It's this weird mix and match, but I liked this demo a lot. Um, the It's called Project Triangle Strategy. I'm sure the title is going to change because that's a horrible title, but it feels like Final Fantasy Tactics. Like it has tons of final fantasy tactic vibes that you get while playing this game and i think i actually like it better than final fantasy tactics which that might be heresy as a final fantasy fan but i never really liked the base tactics games i like the advanced games and i like other tactics games um this felt less fiddly than final fantasy tactics but it has a lot of the same depth to it and i think that that bodes well so the strategy demo was enough to um get me to probably buy this game I will probably buy this one when it comes out. I'm going to hold off and wait for some more previews, and maybe there's another demo coming out. But as of right now, I'm leaning towards picking up whatever Project Triangle strategy ends up being once it actually comes out, hopefully with a better name. The other thing that I've been messing around with is Destruction All-Stars, which came out if you are a PS Plus subscriber on PS5. So I know PS5s are still scarce, but as you guys pick it up, this game is free. So go out there and get it as a PS Plus subscriber. Um... It's a really good palate cleanser of a game. I've been playing it between other games if I just want like 10 or 15 minutes to mess around. It's kind of just a Destruction Derby game, but take Destruction Derby and it's like Destruction Derby by way of Overwatch. It's bright, it's colorful, the characters are vibrant and they're all unique and different. They have hero vehicles that all behave kind of differently. They all have slightly different superpowers, stuff like that. But at its core, you jump in a vehicle and you smash into other vehicles, right? Like... When you just want to bash into things for a few minutes of destruction, Destruction All-Stars is there for you. It's great for that. You jump out of your vehicle. You can dodge other vehicles. You can go shooting out of your vehicle, right? You can, as your character running around, you can jump onto another vehicle, and then you can steal it from people, or you can, like, blow it up while you're riding on top of it. Um, You can summon a hero car with special abilities. It's, It's a destruction derby, but it has all this other stuff piled on top. And it's not, like a be-all end-all amazing game right it's not a 10 out of 10 like i i wouldn't bill it that way i would bill it as it's a really solid free-to-play game and it's really fun in small bursts right like that 10 to 20 minutes that's kind of the perfect sweet spot for me when i play this game i wouldn't want to sit down with this for hours and hours on end um but it's good kind of between games or just as a as a quick hit so i wanted to call that one out too That's probably it for me this week. Again, short episodes until BJ gets back. But I thought I would check in just because I found a bunch of good games and movies and stuff and wanted to share them because that's kind of one of the core things of this podcast. Until BJ comes back, uh, I will still pop in occasionally. But again, watch your feed for those classic Geek to Geek episodes. If you skip them, we won't be offended. But if you listen to them, 
Let us know what you think because it's kind of interesting listening back. Um, until then, you can write to us with comments, suggestions, or feedback. Our email address is geek2geekcast at gmail.com or reach us on Twitter at geek2geekcast. We also have Slack and we have Discord. You can go to geek2geekmedia.com to get the invite links for all of those and join us there. Our Discord is very active these days. So if you're looking for one place to go to get a bunch of good at interaction, I would suggest go check out our Discord. I blog at agreenmushroom.com. You can find me at GRN Mushroom. That's Green Mushroom without the E's on Twitter. Twitter. I'm also on the Disney Forever podcast where we watch and react to a different Disney movie every week. BJ is on Twitter at Professor Beej. He's very active there. He's also on the Dragon Quest FM podcast, which I think is also on hold at the moment due to his jaw issues. Um, but he will be back when he gets back, and then we'll be back to normal with the podcast, hopefully sooner rather than later. But until then, I'll be back randomly. BJ will be dropping stuff in the feed. We'll make it work. We'll get through, guys. Uh, I've been Void with your Geek to Geek podcast. I'll do it for this week. See you next week, geeks. When toxic culture has you down. When you're just looking to laugh and have fun. Kick back and enjoy watching a video game. Or just make some new friends. It's time to visit the geek to geek Media Network. A community of podcasters, streamers, and bloggers. Well, more of a family than a community. All dedicated to geeking out about the things we love. Things like... Video games. Star Wars. Comics. Movies. K-pop. Disney Plus. Keanu. Keanu Reeves. New. Or whatever our community decides is the next best thing. That's right. We have a great online community on Slack and Discord where we chat about our weekly geekery with listeners and viewers. And each other. Yep. And each other in real time. And we can't wait for you to join us. So come check us out at geek2geekmedia.com. And escape toxic fandom for something much more... Keanu? Yes. Keanu.